with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. I'm Detlef Schlich, and together we dive today into the unknown, unexpected, deep, deep ocean of the creative minds with Thomas Wiegand. Hi, Thomas. Hallo, Det. Hi. Yeah, that was a great welcome whistling. Good morning. Good morning, Thomas. That was the tune of the day. We are here right now and nowhere else. So enjoy the moment, enjoy listening to that. And when you get bored, just switch it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy and grateful that Thomas is here because Thomas is... Um, actually one of my um, very good artist friends as well and we did a lot of things together already and Thomas is a person uh, it's it's a what you see is what you get person and that, that that's what what I very much like of him and um, what we're gonna do actually um, in our three parts of uh, attitude is we start in the first part with with Thomas's life and then we probably gonna go a little bit more over the time how it was as he came over here to Ireland because I think it's as well a quite interesting story. Um, in the second part, we we're gonna go over to um, to an exhibition or a performance what we did together because Thomas is as well. Actually, he brought me a little bit to my research in shamanism. I had with him a, a session in my kitchen and I first time in my life and that was quite amazing <laughs> uh yes all this stuff is, is, is very cool and very interesting so yeah let's let's start and uh yeah yeah thank you dad first of all i want to say really there's two kinds of artists really there's the ones that cannot help it to be anything else than an artist and the others they want to be artists for whatever reason i belong to the first category i would say yes. i cannot help it yes. it's something almost like what you call ocd now it's uh, obsessive compulsive i just have to do art for yeah. what reason yeah well i've been thinking about that a long time and uh 
it came only very, very, very slowly because uh, I never could really understand what would uh, make me do all these things. Yeah. But, uh, well, as many things, a lot of that really lies in the early, early childhood. Yeah. And only after a lot of uh, research into myself really where I didn't know what I was actually looking for eventually I found out what was going on at least I think I did find out and my background is that I come from a troubled family and nowadays it's called ACE it's adverse childhood experiences and That is really when the penny dropped when I heard uh, about that. Because yeah. at worst means, in the end, there was a hostility really. And uh, the situation wasn't ideal. And it couldn't have been. Because my mother has been traumatized in the Second World War. And in a way, she was not exactly... Uh, able really to be a mother so which resulted in a lot of basically second generation war trauma so on she, my she part. was already traumatized my mother was heavily traumatized And she has seen things at the western front that nobody should have seen yeah. really. and the mother of her mother probably as well well that was a totally different story again like but There is something like a family drama. Yeah. And uh, for any of you who find themselves in a situation, check out a guy called Bert Hellinger, or as the English pronounce it, Bert Hellinger. Bert Hellinger. It's a family constellation therapy. And it makes sense because it's not just you. It's just the long, long uh, link back to your ancestors and uh, more, all, mean, all that, I, like, which affects you really all together. I would say collective consciousness uh, shock. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, basically what happened to me was repercussions of the Second World War and which resulted in my case that I mostly was locked away in a room and... I looked around eventually and that's where the artistic uh, uh, side started to develop. There wasn't much to see, but I followed the patterns on the furniture, the grain in the wood and all that. And I looked texture. at the uh, textures, yeah. all sorts of things. When the door was open, because there was a little balcony, I could hear the chicken That was my first sound that I heard. I didn't even know what chicken were. Mm. But soon enough, I H imitated. Uh, I was probably half a year or three quarters of a year old. And I heard the chicken and I imitated them. Can, can you them. remind that? Yeah, I can remember that. Yeah, can, can, I can remember that because uh, I was so long in that situation. So I remember that. And... That is when my musical career started. I started clicking and imitating the chicken. Bawk, bawk, bawk. And then I made clicking sounds. Okay. 
playing around with sound because there was nothing else to do, really. Yeah. So it kept me occupied. I even didn't know at that stage that I existed. So it was a very strange situation, which made me, in a way, very independent. But as well, there was always that longing for something that I even didn't know what it was. Sure, so sure. that was my artistic career. Because I was more or less six years with, of course, little interruptions in that room. And that's when I started to play on all sorts of things. My first instrument with around three or four years of age was a little item which we called the egg cutter. It's, uh, uh, a, 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 it's a gadget uh, which... Uh, Cook uh, um, cuts a hard-boiled egg into slices via virus, and it's a little harp. So I played forever on that little harp, <laughs> and later I put rubber bands over that's, cigar boxes that's, and played on that. That's, so that's the eerie horror sound, isn't it? It's this ding, ding, yeah, ding, it's ding, a ding, ding. Boing, 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 that's, doing, it is. boing, boing, this is boing. Yeah. Always when the clown is coming and 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 is killing children. <laughs> <laughs> well for me it was just uh, I had to feel I had to entertain myself I, sure. I needed to get away from boredom really oh, yes. oh, so yes. that's, that's how I entertained myself really yeah, you, you learned a lot in this time didn't you so uh, it, it was isolation really that made me become an artist really yeah, yeah. yeah so so many different ways isn't it yeah it is I, yeah. The, the problem then from there on, of course, was, you know, I had no social contacts to other children. Yeah. At some stage, they brought me into a kindergarten, which went totally wrong because I had no socialization. I couldn't get on with other children sure. and other humans. Sure, and the sure. only thing that I ever did there was drawing pictures because that was a safe thing to do. I Was didn't have to interact with with other people, but I could draw pictures. Did they leave you alone, or, or did they find you somehow funny with your behavior? Well, they didn't know what to do with me, I suppose, and then they gave me some stuff to paint, and that kept me busy, really, yeah. you know, so I yeah. got into and painting. And he's, he's yeah. a great painter, actually, so that's, that's really a drawer. Basically, so, you know. So that's what it was, really, you know, uh, uh, and so... Everybody has an individual story and most people have a lot of trauma in the one way or the other. If I think of, let's say, Syria now and all the displaced people and uh, the horrors of war, there's a lot of people. I hope they will discover mm. art from the, uh, for themselves because it's a healing process in the end, really, you know. Because the beautiful side of things is, I'm alive now and I'm a happy person. So it worked out really, Indeed. really well in, in the end. But I must say that most of my peers are dead now because they were not so lucky. Because they committed suicide or overdose on drugs. I must say, you did very well. It's unbelievable how, how, how you coped with that situation and what, what you made out of it, Thomas. So it's really... Well, I was just lucky. I was yeah. the lucky one in, in, in the whole lot, really. The problem is if you're in a situation like that, you don't know that you're in that situation. You try to make sense of something, 
that you don't know what it's all about like you know so it's it's like being landed on on mars yeah, or yeah. in the middle of uh, china or god knows what and you know nothing <laughs> yeah. about it really yeah. you know and yeah. uh, so i tried to make sense of it i couldn't make sense of it for many many years for decades really you know but there was always that boredom Yeah. massive boredom and so i try to entertain myself really and, and you still do i still do ongoing that's, right. yeah. that's unbelievable like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. School was another thing which was so boring. It was unbelievably boring. Not only I was bullied there a lot because I was the outsider, really, yeah, you know, yeah. because I had no social skills, really, sure. you know. So uh, today I would get a, a special needs assistant. Back then it was different. When they beat me up in the schoolyard, the teachers looked over the fence the other way, you know, so that's how Honestly. it went in the glorious 50s. It was know? in the 50s, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Where was it? Where, where, where did you went to school? I went to school in uh, a remote area in Germany, which is called Hunsrück. It was very, very backward. It was like before the war and... Uh, which was very interesting in the sense that I basically lived in the past in some sense. And there was a lot of yeah. nature around. So I spent a lot of time in the forest because the forest was the safer place because the other kids were not safe, really. Eventually, I learned how to beat them up before oh, they beat God. me up. So, yeah. uh, But the forest was my refuge, so I loved the forest. Yeah, and you still are in your forest. I mean, Thomas has this magic forest, which is a lovely place. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's funny how that comes up, really, you know. And uh, But it, the trees were my friends, and I talked to the trees long before that was fashionable, really, yeah. you know, to talk to trees, I'd, because they were the only beings around, and to me they were friends. Yeah. And uh, some colleagues of my mother heard me talking to the trees and they s said then, oh, if you don't kind of watch out, you're going to end up in the loony bin because it's really crazy to talk to trees. <laughs> in the loony bin. I would yeah. reply, no, it's not crazy to talk mm -hmm. to, to trees. They're just other beings, you know. They're the same as you. They're living being, so... Talk to trees. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's good for the trees too. And you're still doing that. You have plenty of trees on your space. That's this. right, yeah. 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 yeah, so that's how it went on. And school, as I said, it was boring. It was boring as hell. Nothing or very little interested me in school. So we had these copy books which had a margin and the margin was basically for the teachers to write stuff on like if they had some remarks to make how good or how bad your stuff was. What I did is I took a pencil and I started drawing doodles at the margins. But mm. as I was quite... Uh, 
compulsive. Mm. I had a rule, basically. The rule was I start the doodle at the beginning and then I would carry on with it and don't interrupt the line. That was not an option. So mm. I had to doodle uh, just in one, the one, one line. Just the one line, and when I fold it over, it had to just uh, be the bottom right point, and there I would start out then again, like, and it do was you, one line. Do you still have, have images, drawings from them? No, not from that time, no, they, they threw it all away. It's a pity, I would be curious uh, myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. So it was different times, and I mean, it was... a brainwash time very similar like uh, nowadays because the 50s was a turning point actually the 40s already more in middle class but in the 50s every class more or less was brainwashed to bottle feed their children and that in my opinion is the worst thing because it's denaturalizes you right from the start and uh Breastfeeding is so important, not only for the milk and the cholesterol itself, but for the close contact that you are held and that you are seen and that you are heard yeah. and all that. And all that they said in the 50s, no, you have to bottle feed him. You have to leave him yeah. alone. You are, he has to sleep in his own cot. And if he cries, it's good for him. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, gives yeah. him strong yeah. lungs. And yeah. so that I came grew up with as well, that bullshit. It? And that's why I yeah. became a cracker, which resulted to be an artist later on then. So I really, I was a victim, but I'm not a victim anymore since a long time. I'm a survivor. I'm a second generation World War II survivor. And I survived the manipulation and brainwash of the mothers in the Western world who had to give their children all that bottled milk, Milupa and all that shite from Nestle. And I tell you, if you love your children, breastfeed them. And fathers, look after your children and don't just in. Uh, bugger off like you know disappear like my father did he just went to sea again you know so out on the ocean there was no chance that he would interact with me so it's an interesting thing we are in that situation because we denaturalized we're far away from nature and we have to be close off na uh, to nature because we are a two-legged animal and as a two-legged animal we are part of nature And we cannot control it. Mother Nature is looking after us. So the human being is, uh, it's crazy. It's megalomaniac. How, how can it control the higher category? It's outright arrogant yeah, and stupid. Yeah, we, we, we don't know. know very much. No, that's that's no, for sure. Exactly. That's and we have to be humble. And, and that's, I mean, so actually the place where you are is, is, is probably really the right place for you and i mean it's it's it looks like it fits very well i'm very 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 happy now i appreciate my life now and i always uh, was very close to the edge when i was uh, a younger adult and i took a lot of drugs and i openly admitted but it was self medication and 
Here it goes out to you who use drugs. Try to be aware of what is the cause of it. And to the one that judges, don't judge me. Don't judge anybody. Nobody has the right to be uh, judgmental, really. So look at yourself. There's enough to see there. You don't have to judge people. That's my message. Thomas, we'll see. Thank you very much for this first part. We are all ready at the end. 20 minutes going very fast. Ah, that's, that's is thing. it already it 20 is, minutes? It is, it is. Wow, that went very fast. Yeah. But I wanted to get that down because that's the part you never hear about with artists, no, you know, no, because no. the personal story is so important and we can speculate a lot, but it's better if the people say it. Absolutely. I would have loved to hear from Vincent van Gogh, beautiful Vincent, yeah. uh, what his story yeah, was. Yeah, and I think everyone uh, appreciates... Sto stories like this very much because it shows how difficult it is as well for artists how they how they struggle in their life too isn't it yeah you know? oh absolutely thomas i thank you very very much yeah oh thank you dad it's a real opportunity to get that out because meanwhile i'm a little bit of a messenger i think i like to warn people yeah. a little about a bit about what is coming too, but we get to that later. Okay, thank you very much, Thomas. And all right, dear listeners, tune in for the second part. And Thomas and myself are still there. Then, bye bye. This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe this show. You can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Attitude Audio Triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Attitude Podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank through this medium all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world just to remember myself that without you this year couldn't and wouldn't happen You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.